Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. This resistance ain't nothing compared to what they're going to see if they try to keep going with it. About 200 people attended a rally in Memphis last weekend protesting the Bahalia Pipeline, which would run from Memphis through Marshall County. Former Vice President Al Gore, who attended the rally, had some harsh words. I really and truly believe that this is a reckless, racist ripoff. I really do. Gore said the placement of the pipeline would run through lower-income, majority black neighborhoods and would run over a major water aquifer. And FEMA will begin reimbursing families who lost a loved one to COVID-19 for funeral expenses incurred after January 20th of 2020. The death must have occurred in the U.S. and be attributed to COVID-19 on the death certificate. They'll start accepting applications next month. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. There's not a lot that's free in life. I mean, it costs to bring you into this world and when you leave it and everything in between. Well, there is something free and valuable to your well-being, and that's for you to call 811 before you dig, pull stumps, erect a mailbox, dig a post, or start a garden. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. Jake Mangum here. I got a lot of love from Mississippi in my time with MSU. Fans, friends, family, and teammates gave me more support than I could have hoped for. Farm Bureau Insurance was one of my supporters then, and they continue to take care of me day-to-day as my insurance provider. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance, or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. The Texas Rangers are paying tribute to one of Mississippi's greatest. You've got to kiss an angel good morning. The Rangers have renamed their spring training complex in Surprise, Arizona as Charlie Pride Field. The country music icon was a frequent visitor to the spring training facility and part owner in the ball club. Pride died December 12th from complications related to COVID-19. And gas prices have risen significantly over the last three weeks. Trilby Lundberg with the Lundberg Survey explains what's behind the price hike. Higher crude oil prices accounted for much more than half of this 25 cents per gallon jump. Secondarily was the loss of the gasoline supply as so many refineries were idle during the extreme cold and power outage last month. And the IRS is giving you more time to file your taxes. You now have until May 17th. That's around a month after the normal April 15th deadline. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. From Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. NIT basketball action last night saw Louisiana Tech eliminate Ole Miss 70-61 to out of the NIT tournament. And the Rebel season comes to a close at 16-12. Louisiana Tech improves to 22-7. and And they will take on Western Kentucky on Thursday. Western Kentucky coached by Rick Stansbury, the former Mississippi State basketball coach. Mississippi State, meanwhile, will be in action. The NIT this afternoon, 4 o'clock, will be the tip-off. 3.30 will be the airtime on the MSU Basketball Network as they take on the St. Louis Billikens, who come into the game at 14-6. and six. The Bulldogs are 15-14. and 14. And in the women's NIT yesterday, the Ole Miss Lady Rebels were a winner over Sanford, 64-55. to They will play again tonight against either Tulane or Illinois State in the women's NIT. This is Supertalk Sports Mississippi. 
Due to the coronavirus, everyone has been asked to practice safe distancing from each other. The propane industry has been classified as essential workers, so we will continue to service our customers. In most cases, only essential work is being performed, such as gas deliveries. For the safety of our workers, we are asking you to check your propane gauges and call your propane supplier when your tank gauge reads 30%. Rules and regulations require the propane professional to leak test your system and put your propane appliances back into service. The only way this can be done is for our employees to enter your home. With the coronavirus, it is not safe to have outside people entering your home, and currently our employees do not feel comfortable entering homes. A time could come when we are not allowed to enter homes, so please check your tank and call your propane supplier when your tank gauge reaches 30%. From all the members of the Mississippi Propane Gas Association, stay safe and God bless. Southeastern Conference baseball action got started last night. Mississippi State defeated the LSU by a score of 6-1, to one, their first win in the Southeastern Conference season opener. They'll play Game 2 tonight in Baton Rouge. Game 3 Sunday will be a 1.30 airtime on the MSU Baseball Network on Sunday. The Ole Miss Rebels got a home run by Clarence Harris and defeated Auburn by a score of one to nothing to win their season opener in the Southeastern Conference schedule. Game two will be today in Oxford, one o'clock airtime on the Ole Miss Baseball Network. And then game three Sunday will be a one o'clock airtime also Ole Miss versus Auburn in SEC play. And the Southern Miss Golden Eagles were a winner over Missouri State and Hattiesburg by a score of two to one in baseball action. I'm Dixon Williams and this is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello. 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 Woohoo! It's spring, y'all. That's right. 437 this morning. I still have on socks. That's not to say it's a weather forecast. It's just a calendar thing. But the good news is that those of us who really dislike the change of time are not going to have to get up in the dark for quite as long. <laughs> Our time is reducing now. We're we're into the home stretch of, frankly, more daylight than a lot of people even like. But us gardeners, yeah, this is it. This is this is the time to get going. I drove in in the dark last week, and this week it was pretty much daylight by the time I left the house. So that's really a great thing. Not that you cared about that, but you do care about the fact that we are headed into what's going to be the best gardening season of our lives. I say that with great confidence. I visited the Garden Extravaganza in Jackson yesterday. It's one of the few events that is nearby enough that I can get to it and get in and out because, as you know, I'm not entirely vaccinated yet. And so not only do I not want to get something, I don't want to pass anything along that I might be carrying around with me that I don't know about. So I'm going to continue to mask anyway. The good news is so were a lot of other people. The new trademark in Jackson, for those of you in who, who have ever been to an event in Mississippi in the Jackson trademark, um, I want to tell you that 
it's a lot nicer now since they finished the renovations. It was always a great space. Now it's a really great space. So go see it. And um, by all means, well, I'll, I'll say a few more things about it as we go along this morning. But tell everybody, hey, have a good time and, and keep your distance, wear your mask, be smart. We don't want to be any, we don't want to be part of spreading anything around other than good gardening cheer. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven. That is the Super Talk call line. Six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five is the C Spire text line. Both of those are free and available to you if you want to talk to me. Yep, me, Garden Mama, otherwise known as Nellie Neal. I'm a horticulturist. I'm a garden media person, and this week I'm a huge fan of waiting a minute, taking a look at everything. And frankly, harvesting more onions, because I've got lots of onions. (laughs) What's on your garden mind today? When you call, the first person you'll talk to is, of course, Raleigh. Thank you for coming today, sir. Appreciate that. I have just going to get right off the bat the story that's guaranteed to creep him out at least a little bit, although it doesn't have anything to do with wasps. Um, the, The Anglia Ruskin University, for some reason, has decided to study the equality of fighting cockroaches. And they have found that indeed, like in most species, not all cockroaches are created equal. There are, in fact, super athletes among fighting cockroaches. For those of you who've just gotten up, you may wonder why I'm even interested in this. Well, here's a story you won't want to hear either. Guess what? When I was a young person going to college, I rented a house and I didn't know that you needed to turn the light on before you went in the room. So I walked into a room that was lit by the street light and the, sun, the moonlight outside and uh, sat my stuff down from school on the table. It was dark in there, and I went to go to the kitchen. About that moment, a giant cockroach about four inches long flew into my head. I had no idea. from Ever, ever since then, I turned the light on when I go in a room in the south. I didn't know. But here's the thing. Fighting cockroaches are a very big deal, and I was fascinated that this study actually made it. This is the wide-horned hissing cockroaches. This is they're, they're, they have bigger respiratory systems than the, than the bugs they beat. This may not be interesting to you. I think it's fascinating. I think it just shows us how we adapt. Whatever species it is, if we got to get better at something, if this is going to make the, you know if the hissing needs to be louder or better or longer. We're going to figure out a way to do it. We're going to, because we just, that's who, that's what we are. We're creatures on earth. And um, for those of you who feel like we were all put here for a reason, perhaps the hissing cockroaches were put here to teach us how to improve our respiratory systems. Um, Somebody's going to find out. God knows we need to know all those things. So somebody's working on it. The folks at Anglia Ruskin are working on it, as a matter of fact. They tell us that when the visible differences are removed, the fights between them really do escalate into trials of strength, and it is the respiratory system that makes all the difference. The more they can tell me about my respiratory system, the more I want to know. Probably you, too. Honeybee stories, you know, the research on honeybees comes and goes through the year. Right now, we're, we seem to be focused on, well, it's a little bit of voyeurism. And I say that with all honesty because most of science in, in observational science is that way. So we'll get around to that. What can you see if you if you put one of those little wavy lights into the hive? What's actually going on there? Well, well, we'll talk about that, bring that to you today. What happens when we're trying to figure out where to put the trees? How do we know where to plant them? Reforestation, of course, is something that 
this particular part of the world is concerned with all the time, and there's some interesting things to talk about on that score today as well. Perhaps uh, for me, though, uh, I have to say that the information that has come to us in the years since the 2010 oil spill in uh, the Gulf of Mexico. Now, granted, oil spills all the time, okay? But the impact on the red snapper population is sadder than we would have wanted. The researchers are reporting data from 2011 through 2017, and unfortunately, the red the red snapper is now joining the ranks of other precious fish that are not reacting real well to this particular event in that subsequent generations are continuing to show liver damage, which is where we expect to see that problem if there is one. And indeed, the oil co- accumulation is is getting to be a problem. So there's there's work on that going on. Thank goodness they're still doing all that work. We can keep a little bit uh, a little bit more of ourselves interested. The University of South Florida, of course, are the folks that do that research. They've been about every six months, I guess, we get a report on something that they've been studying. Um, but what they did was, in this particular one, they really spread out across the entire area as that spill increased its effects and as the years passed. So they sampled uh, more than 550 fish from more than 70 locations. And that's what they were looking to see what how they're doing. Unfortunately, what they found out is that they're not doing all that well. The liver damage is, of course, indicative of an inflammation problem and something that will cause them to perhaps be less productive, um, less vigorous. This is the, the same oil pollution that affects yellowfin tuna and golden tilefish as well as red drum. And it's unfortunate because we we got to figure this out. We, we've we got to figure this out. I don't want fish farming um, to entirely to be the answer, and I'm sure you don't either. I will tell you, though, the, the wonderful, wonderful, uh, wonderful, wonderful fish, beautiful place to be, beautiful place to scuba dive and to snorkel, and we need to keep that in mind as well. There's a... Uh, <laughs> Good morning, John in Tallahatchie. Oh, my goodness, that's funny. There, I've been looking at old slides myself. You're, you're on my on my bean with that one. Definitely, definitely. You know, one of the things going on in my garden this particular week has been a lot of looking and seeing. And things are beginning to grow out of what looked like a freeze damage. Other things are beginning to drop even more leaves. So I've been out with the scratch test, and I hope you have been too. Um, my banana shrub is going to need some more pruning because it's got dead tips, but there are parts of it that are still alive. It may actually turn out to be a better-shaped plant than it was. We'll see. Um, I will tell you, though, that some of the plants, larkspur and nigella and my goodness, flowering quince have just rebounded from that cold weather with extensive blooms and beautiful, beautiful leaves. I'm, I like to see that. It doesn't always happen, but I really do like to see that. I wanted to give you a, a couple of dates of things going on. Um, the garden world is beginning to fire up on all of its cylinders, as you might imagine, April 10th at 1 p.m. I will be at Buds and Blooms. I'm on the same program that day with the one and only Gary Bachman. He's going to do vegetable gardening, and then I'll be talking about container gardening. Um, So Buds and Blooms, of course, is 
one of our very favorite places to go, and I hope that you will join me there. Talk more about that as it gets closer. Art, Soul, and Bloom coming up the, um, at the Mississippi Museum of Art is a production, a, a program rather, um, a fundraising event put on in benefit of the garden there at the museum by our friends at the Garden Club of Jackson. And this is very, very cool. This is this is we're gonna to talk to somebody about this, I hope, next week, um, about their different events that they're doing that are very specific and have a very targeted audiences really they're going to go back to having the garden tours next year we hope but there's going to be a film screening there's going to be um a this brilliant artist if you've never seen jill stenus's i hope i'm pronouncing it right um her work it's it's um it's plain air if you if you i don't want to jump too deeply into my art history and art love but um there are people who paint out in the open in other words you've seen probably pictures of impressionists for example these are the people before the impressionists invented this stuff and they do they paint the stuff that they see out in the world okay um fascinating stuff i always think about mosquitoes <laughs> i always think about it's a beautiful thing right up until you realize that they're also out in the middle of nature for long hours at a time trying to do some art with well bugs so that's going on it's a wonderful opportunity for you to support both the Mississippi Museum of Art, the the gardens there, um, the Garden Club of Jackson, and also, of course, learn a whole bunch about art, soul, and art, art, soul, and bloom. I like that. More information about that at gardenclubofjackson.com. And of course, um, let's see. Coming up on April the twenty fourth will be the Metro Master Gardeners. Send me your garden. Gardener sales, your swaps, those things to mama on air at yahoo.com. That's the one that my nail gardens on April 24th. They'll be, that's a fantastic sale. We have so many really good ones. Fun stuff. Coming in on the text line, we are warming up that, that today. That's looking good, Mike. Um, big new raised beds. Really, really good. Very fun. Fun, fun. Um, Paula from Dentville agrees with me. She loves buds and blooms. A little slice of heaven on earth. You're exactly right. Hope I see you there in April. Of course, now every Saturday they're doing stuff. They've got programs going all um, all this month and in through next month. So by all means, get there. I'm looking forward to it. We talked about the citizen scientists last week, and somebody sent me an email this week to tell me that there are Good grief. There are thousands. I believe it was 2,500, but more than 2,000 um, opportunities for people to log something, people to be citizen scientists. I thought, that's great. That's really good to hear. I think every everybody ought to participate if they possibly can in that sort of stuff. When we talk about spring gardening, we're often talking about going into a plot that has not been cultivated maybe since uh Last summer's squash finished or since you took out the last of the purple hull peas, you know, or something, and maybe at the end of summer. Have you done anything for that space since then, or is it covered up in weeds? Well, these are the questions you want to ask yourself. Do I want to see that plant that's growing there again? And if the answer is no, yank it out. We often will read things about taking whatever those plants are that are growing in the space and just turn them under so that they can nourish the soil. Well, they will, but in our case, a lot of times the weeds that have been there since last summer 
are already gone to seed. And if you turn them under, you're planting more seed for your weeds. So don't do that. And you know, it's so easy to do that. I mean, we leave plants because they're perfectly fine. We just, they fall down. We don't, we ignore them in a bed. But sometimes you need to remember that you don't want to necessarily turn that under. Now, um, bean leaves and many, many other things like that will have already rotted into the soil and all you're going to have to do is turn it. So that's a, that's a great opportunity. But if you need to do some soil preparation, if you need to add something to improve the drainage, or if you're in sandy soil and you need to add something to really just increase the, the tilth of the soil itself, now's the time. Today's a very good day to do all that. Let's see. Um, John's got his, his uh, he, John has sandy loam in the part that's out of the water. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> I hope those turnips and mustard greens were good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a tough one. That the, when, the, when the garden is literally where the water comes and you can't harvest all of it, well, spring gets here a little sooner than you thought it might. That is for true. Have you ever played possum? Uh, I think about playing possum. Um, I'm, I'm not one who can really be still for too long. But I think about it. It's sort of what people do when they don't answer your email. And so it's kind of that ghosting thing. you know. It's like pretending like you're not there when you really are. And way too many of us have experienced something or somebody playing possum, even if we didn't know it. The ordinarily, the issue is that the, they're trying to avoid a predator. And so creatures will sit perfectly still. Charles Darwin, who obviously was able to sit very still himself, recorded uh, a beetle that remained stationary for 23 minutes. <laughs> okay, But there are longer ones than that, all right? Um, there's there's a, um, my, my, one of my very favorite insects, of course, are the antlions. That's the larvae of the lacewing, and they eat aphids all day long. But I've, I've um, the, the sixty minutes. How can the thing sit still for an hour? I just can't believe it. But it does. It's they've recorded these things. The point of it all is, you do just like with plants. You don't know if a critter is there or gone, and you don't always know about your plants. So don't be too quick to dig things up. I have three um, trans. Remember me telling you about transplanting the lower petalums last month? Well, they look like they did, <laughs> but there's a little bit of green underneath that bark. So I'm not willing to give up on them yet. I'm just going to look at them for a while. Uh, there are things like, you know, landscape spray paint that you could paint them green if you needed to, but I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to wait and see whether or not they're able or I think they're just faking. I think they're playing possum. I think wait. that landscape paint's what I'm going to need this year for my yard. It's looking <laughs> rough. Well, it is a very popular thing. I'll tell you this. There are people who will tell you that if it's not quite green enough, add a little paint to it of one sort or another. Just be sure it's a water-soluble paint that's not going to hurt your plants. I haven't. I can't say that I'm opposed to it entirely, but it's a little bit over the top for me. I need that little cobra head tool you're talking about at Christmas time too. I need. To, uh, yeah. I got a lot of weeds. I got to pull out. It's of a there. good one. Cobrahead.com, y'all. They invented a good tool and got some other good tools there, too. If you're looking for a broad fork, that's a great place. Lucinda's going to take us out of here. We'll be back, though. we got lots of weekend gardening.
you're building a new home or remodeling an older home, Amazing Propane is for you. A propane tankless water heater, a propane generator, a propane gas grill and oven, propane fireplaces, even lighting. Propane, such a versatile, clean, cost-effective source of energy for any home. Propane, clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com to learn more. In response to COVID-19, Pine Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services is offering telehealth services. During this time, health and safety are important, which is why they've expanded their offerings to include telehealth services for children, adolescents, and adults. They have outpatient teletherapy sessions available, and Pine Grove also expanded its telehealth services to include its intensive outpatient program, drug treatment program. Also, all Pine Grove Evaluation Center services are available via telehealth. Patients may call Pine Grove's National Service Center at 888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com. When the power goes out, your life is disrupted. Heat, air conditioning, refrigeration, phones, all gone. Be prepared for the next outage with a Generac Home Standby Generator. After sensing a power outage, a Generac Generator automatically restores your home's power, whether you're home or away. Power your life with a Generac Home Standby Generator. In Central Mississippi, contact Generator Technologies at 601-862-3419. That's 601-862-3419 or online at generator-tec.com. If you think basketball is mayhem, then you're going to think the deals and selection we have at Mazda of Jackson are insane. You will save big with low monthly payments on our amazing selection of cars, SUVs, and crossovers. Right now, get 0% financing on most new 2021 Mazdas in stock. This will save you thousands in finance charges. And Mazda of Jackson will give you your first year of maintenance for free. Credit issues are a thing of the past, as our credit team works harder than anyone else to get you approved. That's what I call a slam dunk. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. So get here today to grab your deal, because it is complete mayhem. And it won't last long. At Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. CX5 stock number 4936. Three stock number 4846 with approved credit on select models. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden. Now is the time to get yourself to Lakeland Yard and Garden for the largest selection of patio furniture, outdoor-indoor living areas, umbrellas, replacement cushions, and beautiful fountains and stepping stones. You'll even find Komodo Joe grills and collegiate gift items. The expert staff members at Lakeland Yard and Garden will be happy to guide you through their large nursery stock of bedding plants, perennials, tropicals, and more. While you're there, be sure to get your topsoil or mulch sold by the bag or in bulk. Lakeland Yard and Garden even offers local delivery. Lakeland Yard and Garden, growing your way and serving you for over 40 years. Stop by or call today, located at Lakeland Drive and Airport Road, 601-939-7304, online at lakelandyardandgarden.com. Listen to your garden mama now. It's Lakeland Yard and Garden Center for all your gardening needs and a whole lot more. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. 
welcome into Weekend Gardening. One of the things that always happens at this time of the year is that we want to get traveling. We want to get moving. We want to get going to all these places and see all these plants. I'm telling you, we can do that. Be careful. Be smart. And frankly, go at the off time, as they would say, as everybody might tell you. Go at an off time. I'm looking up a plant that I saw yesterday also, um, and I'm pretty sure that I'm thinking, Andrea, I think I'm looking at uh, something from Cat Call. Cat Call Nursery, of course, is one of my favorites, but um, I'm not sure if I saw this one. Of course, plants change all during the day at any of these beautiful extravaganzas. So we'll see if I can figure this one out. It doesn't look like what I thought. I thought the name was a different plant than what I'm seeing. So as far as I know, it's an Asclepius, and it looks good to me. But I have to look and make sure I'm not wrong, because sometimes I'm wrong. Lots of research about teeth. The same way that honeybee research kind of goes in in realms, you know, in, in rounds, the same thing is true about what we study in the in the fossil record. The honeybees are interesting enough, but I, I must say that I've never in my life been interested to know what prehistoric lizards ate, but they make it seem so interesting. It's 100 million years ago. They lived alongside the dinosaurs. What else was there left to eat? Well, interestingly enough, the lizards, the snakes, and the mosasaurs in that particular Cretaceous period that they were examining actually had the full spectrum of diets in the same way that they do today. That is to say, some are plant-based and some are flesh-eating. So there, there are about 10,000 species of lizards and snakes now, um, our squamate friends, you know. So their diversity was thought to have come about after the extinction of the dinosaurs, but this particular bit of research is showing us that, in fact, they were pretty varied already. And I, I would say, if I were postulating, if I were sending out a theory that I wanted somebody to test, I would say that it was likely that there was a lot of competition because the dinosaurs were there and there were how many food sources. You know, we always hear about tropical plants um, in, in the tropics themselves where so many of our favorite plants are native. There are actually fewer pollinators than there are here in the temperate zones. And frankly, that's why so many of the Beautiful tropical flowers that we love so much are so complicated and so bright and have so many weird structures in them. It's because they're trying to get that pollinator to come in and do the thing, get the nectar, pollinate the plant, ensure the future of the species. So we have to really do, we have to think about how these things could work. And when I think about a smaller creature than a dinosaur, I'm kind of thinking maybe they needed to eat whatever came along. <laughs> it was a plant or if it was a, a critter because, well, you got to survive. Um, interesting stuff. I look forward to more of that from the University of Bristol. They're publishing in um, Royal, let's see which one, Royal Society Open Science. Um, they they took 220 Mesozoic fossils from the, from the Squamate bunch. And the, by the way, in case you didn't know this, I did know this, but I, I don't, I realize it's not a word everybody knows. Mosasaur could be the word that you bring to the dinner table tonight. It's a, a group of extinct large marine reptiles. Okay. That's why they're studied along with lizards and snakes. We'll get into that group. But what they worked on found them in eight different feeding categories 
and the diversity through time was also able to be countered. And this is when they realized and just really just discovered that it doesn't work like they thought it did. And I always love that. The, the dietary differences that we see from studying teeth really do teach us an awful lot. Um, the diet of Arctic foxes, for example, in another study from our friends over at the University of Arkansas. By the way, if you're looking for blackberry varieties, get some that are developed by the University of Arkansas. They make great, they, they have great plant breeding. And But at any rate, um, in this particular case, the folks were studying the teeth themselves as opposed to the fossils of Arctic foxes from the Yamal Peninsula. And what they found was that the changing and varying climate in the Arctic really does affect the animals that live there. Makes sense, but it is good to have documentary evidence to show us that. Polar biology. Did you know there was a journal called Polar Biology? Of course there is. There's a lot to study. They've got to put it somewhere. So they um, they studied both breakage and wear, and they determined that the condition of, of teeth over time and space found that the foxes from the northern part of the peninsula were having different food sources than they'd had before and also having to rely on larger prey than the preferred prey of their smaller in the other end of the peninsula and smaller creatures. Um, there's a lot of work being done right now trying to explain why people who have had COVID-19 have tooth issues in months and months later now we're you know we're into the year later for some people and it, it's um it's one of those things that we do study we study more you may just think going to the dentist oh going to the dentist or i've even heard people putting down the notion you know we're we're now um more and more people are being asked to come out and be vaccinators because there's so much demand for people to get their vaccines and i actually heard someone making jokes about it being dentists and veterinarians trust me you'd rather have a dentist or a veterinarian give you that vaccine than me come on now these guys are these people with women and men are trained in science and have done this a million times this is not foolishness this is real this is putting to work all of the resources if they wanted somebody to come talk to you about what you could eat to reduce your inflammation you probably ought to talk to me because i know that stuff but even i would go to rebecca okay i would go to to my authorities I'd go to my, the folks that I've learned from. So anyway, just stuff that you need to pay attention to and don't let anybody put down things that are valuable and, and involved education and experience. Too often I think the death of expertise is getting to us. Um, just because it's on the Internet doesn't mean anybody knew what they were saying that wrote it. Now, that's not to say that some of them don't know a lot, but you got to check it out. You really have to check it out. Speaking of checking it out, how long have we been studying photosynthesis? For heaven's sake, scientists have now pinpointed, got it down to the enzyme. I love this. This is one of those stories that has just evolved over the week or two. More and more research is popping out from this all about energy stores through electron transport, the things that we really didn't think were related in the triggering of photosynthesis are turning out to be huge. It's really very exciting. Um, some of the, it, it, that's a whole subject that could literally be someone's career. The studying of how photosynthesis works and why it works can give us all so much more to know. It's wonderful, wonderful stuff. Uh, yeah, as far as I can tell, Andrea, that's going to be an orange Asclepius, but I don't 
I don't know. There's something. Something's bothering me about it. Something's bothering me about it. And I can't get up close enough to see what that other tag is. Do you, that other picture that had the, the tag up around the plant, I can't quite see. But I'm going to try. And I'll send a note to them and find out if I can't find any, any other way. Okay? You can also get in touch with me today. Garden Mama's here on Saturdays, and it is my great pleasure to be here. You can also get involved with me at patreon.com slash gardenmama, which will give you an opportunity for um, Zooms, monthly Zooms, and um, different levels have different things, but you can also get the newsletter there and different stuff. I'd love for you to check that out and see what I'm doing to build more and more sustainable gardening platform here, okay? Um, I hope that you will also... Be sure that you recognize when we are talking about getting ready, we're not talking about hurting yourself. We're talking about if it's too heavy to dig the soil, if it's too wet, don't do that. If it sticks to the shovel or to the trowel, that's not the soil you want to work today. Many of us garden primarily in containers and raised beds because those soils do dry out a little faster and tend to stay a little drier on the in the long run. In other words, A heavy storm isn't going to make the soil in my raised bed as wet as it will the soil that I haven't improved. But it's also true that we have to pay a little bit more attention to it because we have messed with it, as somebody would say. We have worked in some ground barks or we have worked in some soil conditioners or maybe some manures or like Trey in Grenada says, um, he plants mustards and turnips in the fall and then digs them in before he plants in the spring, which is perfect, cover crop, very smart to do. He he likes the effect. Um, He really likes the the effect that... I'm going to have to read that one separately, Andrea. I'm sorry. But he really likes the effect that, that the mustard has. He feels that it cleanses the soil. I think that's true. I don't know if the term... I don't know what the term would be for it, but I do know that working in the green material, the green manure that you have put out there always helps. And it does in the same way that we talk about lime um, sweetening the soil. We don't really mean it's sweetening it, but we do mean it has a good effect on it. We use the word sweet to imply something something good. Well, lime will affect the pH, which in turn impacts the levels of nutrients that the plant can take up. And so in that way, it, it, it enriches the soil and the plant <laughs> when it works right. But it's not itself a fertilizer. Oftentimes people confuse that. It's a, it's a, it's a, a trigger. It's a, it's a make-it-work kind of thing, a facilitator, if you will. Who are the best problem solvers? Goats or sheep? My wife. <laughs> oh, he knows what to say, doesn't he? When it comes to adapting to new stuff, new situations, the the findings being published in the Royal Society of Open Science tell us that, well, the goats have got it. And what they did, why they wanted to put them together in a test, we all know they're related genetically, but it just seems kind of mean in some ways. But what they did was to set it up to figure out how the animals could navigate around obstacles to find food. And the goats, I mean, if goats and sheep are both lovely, but I've had the pleasure of watching goats work the side of a cliff. You know, I, I think they're, they're pretty tough. There's not a lot of food up there, and they're going to find it. So I, I have a feeling the sheep are at a disadvantage in that. Um, 
I would have liked to have seen the videos from it, however. They were at the Buttercup Sanctuary for Goats in Kent, in in the U.K., and they were at the Agroscope Research Center in Switzerland. These are spectacular, beautiful places. I feel confident. I love that they, they had to block the direct path. Who sat in the house and decided to do this? I mean, can you imagine this, the group of people sitting around saying, wonder who can solve the problem sooner, the sheep or the goats? And, of course, there's arguments on both sides, I'm sure, from those who have their fans. But in this particular case, when it comes to finding food, the goats have got them every time. It was somebody with a lot of free time and a lot of grant money. I'm telling you, they, they had to think up something. Um, I, I have, as one who has written grants and has, has worked through grants, I've never been able to find one that was going to do that for me. And let me just actually set up, <laughs> set up an obstacle course for goats and sheep. I like it, though. Maybe it, maybe it means um, in some ways... Or maybe it informs, I should say, that we we probably don't have to pin the sheep in as tightly as we might have to the goats. The goats are going to go around the stuff and over the stuff to get to the other food source, but maybe the sheep are going to hang out. I don't know. Goats are absolutely wicked animals, though. Watching them scale the sides of mountains, their eyes freak me out a little bit. Their eyes. They know what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, they're just incredible. The rest of us don't, but they definitely know what they're doing. I, um, I was looking at silver-leafed plants someone had written me a uh, written to me with a question um i wrote about artemisia powis castle which is one of my favorite perennials with silver leaves but uh, he wanted to know what else do i like and i'm i have to say that good old-fashioned fuzzy lamb's ears stachys is one of the prettiest things um it i like when they bloom yellow but i also like when they just have fuzzy leaves because they're just adorable and and sweet-looking, very pretty. But I've got to tell you, the looking-glass begonias, the silver-leafed begonias, are among my very favorites in that group. And you all know I grow a bunch of begonias just because I'm crazy about them. Um, But I I had to pick that one out. as If I could only have one, it would be the silver-leafed begonia and probably the looking-glass variety. I like it a lot. Um. Well, and Mike from Brandon is agreeing with you because, of course, the greatest of all time is the goat. Can I be the garden mama goat today? I'm never that boastful. I can hear my mother shaming me from the other side. Don't talk about yourself that way. Let somebody else brag on you. (laughs) I'll say it. You are the goat. (laughs) Stick around, folks. we got a ways to go here on Weekend Gardening. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. Confidence. 
peace of mind, a way forward. During tough times, these are the things we all want. And with the personalized help of a Trustmark relationship manager, it's something we can find together. That's why Trustmark is standing by business owners. No matter what challenges you may be facing, we are here with a suite of financial services to help you find a path forward. Learn more at Trustmark.com slash business. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden. Now is the time to get yourself to Lakeland Yard and Garden for the largest selection of patio furniture, outdoor-indoor living areas, umbrellas, replacement cushions, and beautiful fountains and stepping stones. You'll even find Komodo Joe grills and collegiate gift items. The expert staff members at Lakeland Yard and Garden will be happy to guide you through their large nursery stock of bedding plants, perennials, tropicals, and more. While you're there, be sure to get your topsoil or mulch sold by the bag or in bulk. Lakeland Yard and Garden even offers local delivery. Lakeland Yard and Garden, growing your way and serving you for over 40 years. Stop by or call today, located at Lakeland Drive and Airport Road, 601-939-7304, online at lakelandyardandgarden.com. Listen to your garden mama now. It's Lakeland Yard and Garden Center for all your gardening needs and a whole lot more. Are you an employee or employer in search of flame-resistant clothing that'll protect your arms and legs but won't cost you an arm and a leg? Well, ESI Supply has you covered, literally, with full coveralls, button-down long sleeves, two-button cotton pullovers, and jeans to go with them. ESI Supply is your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. If we don't have it, we can get it at prices that won't burn the pocketbook. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. And online at ESISupply.net. ESI Supply, your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. Driving a car you hate? Don't stay stuck. It's time to change your luck. I'm loaning a wee bit of the luck of the Irish to my friends at Ridgeland Mitsubishi to get you into the new vehicle you will love. That's right. At Ridgeland Mitsubishi, we're on a mission to help you change your luck. Still making payments on your current vehicle? You're in luck. Don't have enough for a big down payment? You're in luck. New or old, paid off or not, don't stay stuck. Let Ridgeland Mitsubishi get you into the vehicle you really want. Right now, pay just $189 per month on new 2021 Mitsubishi G4s. That's $189 per month. And pay only $299 per month on new 2021 Mitsubishi Outlander Sports. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty. Bad credit, no credit, it doesn't matter. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Come change your luck only at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi G4, stock number 1799. Outlander stock number 1712. 1999 down, 2.9% for 84 months. A deal for details with approved credit. Hi, I'm John Albritton. If your diamond seems smaller today than yesterday, trade it for a larger stone at Albritton's. Our certified gemologist will give you a generous, no-obligation appraisal of your diamond which can be applied to your new selection. Whether you choose to remount your existing stone or simply trade it, you'll get the most diamond value at all Britons. Quality and value go hand in hand at all Britons, all Britons jewelers.
between the mountain goats and the longhorn sheep. <laughs> we got a controversy brewing here on the text line. The ceasefire text line, 601-879-4395. Yes, 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 they're all fantastic. i got to give it to you. Uh, Bighorn sheep, Brett says they were amazed at how they were able to eat where there didn't seem to be anything. And um, the the mingling of the longhorn sheep with the domestic sheep is costing them, apparently. That's what uh, Ken wants to tell us. I don't doubt that. Talking about milkweed and butterfly weed, two different plants that Andrea saw at the Garden Extravaganza in Jackson. And um, I'm, I'm tickled to tell you that the yellow-looking golden orange scepter butterfly bush is in fact orange scepter butterfly bush it's a budlia and it's a lovely plant um, i did not see that there or i probably would have taken one home y'all know i'm very fond of orange um let's see oh corinne's got brussels sprouts and cabbages well they have taken a long time you're right but i'm thinking not enough sun the containers are fine. I've grown both of those things in containers, but it just may be not quite enough sun. And I, I know it's probably time to plant other stuff in there. If you have room, do both. But if not, this is going to be a lesson about, as Raleigh was interested in knowing what would grow, what would happen if there's not enough sun. Well, this is what happens, I think. Because the weather's been fine for it. The weather's been good for the Brussels sprouts and all that stuff. Just, unfortunately, this particular um, site didn't didn't they didn't grow fast enough so interesting stuff fun stuff yes we do know them as palmetto bugs i don't know what all else you've got planned especially for this segment but i (laughs) i fell into the rabbit hole on something this week and i wanted to Uh pick your your brain on it i got into these youtube videos of people trimming bonsai junipers I was wondering if you've gotten into doing Lost any a week, of did you? <laughs> yes. It's so interesting. And I really, I, I mean, it, it truly is an art. And oh, it's, it's a magnificent. Skill. It's magnificent. It's a, it's a form of meditation. It's a form of gardening. It's a form of actually um, the people that I know who are deeply into that, deepest perhaps into that as a group, are people like surgeons mm-hmm. because it's it's a test of your skill and it's also a good way to practice very, very delicate maneuvers. Um, br- bonsai, Brussels bonsai is what you need to know. Brussels bonsai is in North Mississippi. People from all over the world come to Brussels bonsai, go to their website, read their stuff. They know everything. And what I can tell you is I never miss a bonsai show if I can possibly do it. Anytime there's one to go see, don't buy them off the side of the road. But if you're interested in bonsai, it's a, it is literally a, a lot of people who didn't even know that such a thing existed until they watched the Karate Kid. Okay. Cause the Karate Kid, of course, is built around that whole notion of focus and, and, and bonsai has a big part to play in it. But for those of us who just admire it and love it, it is, it is a one-of-a-kind form of gardening, and it is beautiful. So much fun to watch. I need to get. I need to go to one of those exhibits because that just looks so interesting. I want one for the house now. I don't know where we'd put it. I mean, I don't know what kind of sunlight. The good or news is the good news is that there. If when you get into bonsai, there's a bonsai for every light environment inside your house. There's there are there's a world of things. It is a process as opposed to a plant. Mm-hmm. And. Um, 
the prettiest, <laughs> the prettiest one I've ever seen was a weeping red Japanese maple in a bonsai about 12 inches tall, and it was littered at the base with something else that's in the bonsai world, which is sort of the fairy gardening thing, only it's a car wreck that <laughs> happens on the tree. Anyway, there, I saw that. dark. Oh, it's very dark. It's very dark. It's delightful, delightful, though. So, have you ever looked at fairy gardens? There's some pretty dark stuff going on there, too. But we all have our thing. And when it comes to expressing ourselves in artistic ways, there are people who, you know, use matchbox cars, and there are people who make them even smaller than that. But bonsai is an absolutely wonderful, wonderful part of the gardening world and frankly it's a horticultural skill that i do not have i love to prune plants but i do not i don't have the vision i don't think to prune something that so it looks 100 years old and and is 16 inches tall that's why it's so fascinating to me to go and see the juniper pruning that he's talking about on youtube are some really fascinating things (laughs) he's right about that he is absolutely absolutely true. Um, fun stuff. One of the other kinds of gardening that people will talk about is just simply propagation. That they don't really care what it is; they just want to grow another one. And um, I, I think that that's bonsai is like that. If you want to work on bonsai, that's what you like. You like that one thing. So I'm all for it. I've been looking at the Goldilocks garden. Um, I have so I have this feeling that it's it's too big, it's too small, or is it just right? And sometimes it's simply a matter of time and economy that ends up making us have too small of a, of a planting, maybe, or too many plants in one small container, that sort of thing. And the other end of it, of course, is that we overplant. Um, we, we decide we're going to grow every kind of basil that there is. And as a result, we end up with none of them doing well because we've taken on too much. So somewhere in there is the balance, and I like to think of that as the Goldilocks garden where it's just right. Let's go to the phones now and talk to Chuck and Madison about Brussels sprouts. Welcome into Weekend Gardening, Chuck. What's going on? Good morning, Garden Mama. How are you? Very well, thank you. All right, so I, I didn't actually, I'm just now chiming in. Well, just now listening in. And the thing about the Brussels sprouts, you know when the that brand of plants kind of comes out in the like early, early fall, late September, early October? Well, those plants, I've noticed, I've, I've always had trouble growing broccoli from those plants. Well, long story short, this year, I put some Brussels sprout plants in some of my raised beds, and it took them a long time to fully develop where I could actually pick some Brussels sprouts out, and I actually just harvested mine yesterday. Mm -hmm. But the cabbage, now the cabbage now, the cabbage did real well, and that ice storm zapped it out, but those did real well, and I didn't know what I was doing with the celery, and I messed that all up. (laughs) Um, I've messed up celery a few times myself. (laughs) I have no idea. I, I, I do. I didn't know what I was doing, and now I do. But you know, my college did real well, and uh, in the late fall and stuff, and the broccoli for the first time did real well. But uh, I've noticed a lot of those plants, and, and when we get them in this area of Mississippi, in the central area, around the Jackson area, a lot of times 
it takes those a while to actually fully get acclimated, even because it's so warm sometimes, even when we, when we put them in the ground. Right. You know, those are cold-weather plants. But, yes, uh, and our, our biggest job really is, our biggest job at that point really is to help them survive. <laughs> you're exactly right. Yeah. I'm so glad I, you're uh, getting Brussels sprouts. That's wonderful, yeah. Chuck. Congratulations. Gonna, Listen now, we got to turn the corner on the hour. So come back around now that you're with us. Stay with us because right. we will be back with more Weekend Gardening. For every girl and boy Knowing they're happy and they're safe We would be so happy, you and me No one there to tell us what to do I'd like to be under the sea Farming isn't exactly the simple life. It involves satellites and spreadsheets and high-tech machinery to succeed. You need equipment like spreaders and sprayers and combines and the financial tools as well. For more than 100 years, Mississippi Land Bank has provided the loans that equip agricultural businesses. We understand what it takes to make a farm work, and we know the lay of the land in North Mississippi, and that's where I stand. Mississippi Land Bank, mslandbank.com. Are you looking for something unusual or hard to find? You might just find it on HighBid.com. It's the online auction site for, well, just about everything. HighBid.com has estate sales, closeouts, liquidations, even government-seized vehicle auctions. It's easy to bid on office furniture, antiques, sports memorabilia, restaurant equipment, motorboats, even arcade games. You can search for items by name or simply see where the next page takes you. Visit HighBid.com. That's H-I-B-I-D.com. And find what you're looking for today. Turning 65 or new to Medicare? Get a $0 premium Medicare plan. Zero. Zip. Zilch. Humana can help making getting care more affordable with our $0 premium plans. You'll enjoy all the benefits you've come to expect and more. Your dollar already has enough to do. Helping you with the budget is only right. To learn more, call 601-605-5130 to speak to your local Humana sales agent. Here at Woods Equipment, we are proudly a family-owned and operated lawn care business where we have served our community for the past 12 years. We strive to offer the best sales, service, and parts in Pearl. As your locally-owned Cub Cadet dealer, we can handle all your outdoor power equipment needs with our in-stock inventory to help unlock your best lawn yet. Featuring the most innovative Cub Cadet zero-turn mowers, lawn tractors, walk-behind mowers, and more. Stop by Woods Equipment, the lawnmower store on Highway 80 in Pearl. Come on down. Let's make a deal. Your home for Ole Miss sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. At a House Homeland Security hearing this week, Chairman and Mississippi Congressman Benny Thompson accused former President Donald Trump of weakening the Department of Homeland Security. For years, President Trump left DHS without a lawfully appointed, confirmed secretary and kept critical positions vacant so he could exploit the department for political gain. And since the onslaught of COVID-19 a year ago, airports are getting busier. 
Clay Williams with the Gulfport Biloxi International Airport Authority says it's been a little difficult for airlines and passengers. It's challenging for those that are attempting to travel because not only the guidance that might be in place, but what are the requirements in the locales where you're traveling? What what are the expectations once you get there and what do you need to be prepared for? We're fortunate that we're seeing more states begin to open up. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Due to the coronavirus, everyone has been asked to practice safe distancing from each other. The propane industry has been classified as essential workers, so we will continue to service our customers. In most cases, only essential work is being performed, such as gas deliveries. For the safety of our workers, we are asking you to check your propane gauges and call your propane supplier when your tank gauge reads 30%. Rules and regulations require the propane professional to leak test your system and put your propane appliances back into service. The only way this can be done is for our employees to enter your home. With the coronavirus, it is not safe to have outside people entering your home, and currently our employees do not feel comfortable entering homes. A time could come when we are not allowed to enter homes, so please check your tank and call your propane supplier when your tank gauge reaches 30%. From all the members of the Mississippi Propane Gas Association, stay safe and God bless. Last Sunday, Mississippi's Bobby Rush captured his second Grammy. God, I don't know what to say. I'm so blessed and so thankful. Thank you, Academy. Thank you, fans and friends. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The Mississippi Department of Archives and History has transferred the remains of 403 Native Americans and 83 lots of burial objects to the Chickasaw Nation. The transfer of the remains took place over the course of more than two years. Reburial. In Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. NIT basketball action last night saw Louisiana Tech eliminate Ole Miss 70-61 to out of the NIT tournament. And the Rebel season comes to a close at 16-12. and Louisiana Tech improves to 22-7. and And they will take on Western Kentucky on Thursday. Western Kentucky coached by Rick Stansbury, the former Mississippi State basketball coach. Mississippi State, meanwhile, will be in action. The NIT this afternoon, 4 o'clock, will be the tip-off. 3.30 will be their time on the MSU Basketball Network as they take on the St. Louis Billikens, who come into the game at 14-6. and six. The Bulldogs are 15-14. and 14. And in the women's NIT yesterday, the Ole Miss Lady Rebels were a winner over Sanford, 64-55. to They will play again tonight against either Tulane or Illinois State in the women's NIT. This is Supertalk Sports Mississippi. If you're building a new home or remodeling an older home, Amazing Propane is for you. A propane tankless water heater, a propane generator, a propane gas grill and oven, propane fireplaces, even lighting. Propane, such a versatile, clean, cost-effective source of energy for any home. Propane, clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com to learn more. Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. 
Southeastern Conference baseball action got started last night. Mississippi State defeated the LSU by a score of 6-1, to one, their first win in the Southeastern Conference season opener. They'll play game two tonight in Baton Rouge. Game three Sunday will be a 1.30 airtime on the MSU Baseball Network on Sunday. The Ole Miss Rebels got a home run by Clarence Harris and defeated Auburn by a score of one to nothing to win their season opener in the Southeastern Conference schedule. Game two will be today in Oxford, one o'clock airtime on the Ole Miss Baseball Network. And then game three Sunday will be a one o'clock airtime also Ole Miss versus Auburn in SEC play. And the Southern Miss Golden Eagles were a winner over Missouri State and Hattiesburg by a score of two to one in baseball action. I'm Dixon Williams and this is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. Thank you very, very much for lending me your ear for a little bit of time today. Yes, we are live on Saturday mornings and luckily rebroadcast on Sunday and always available on demand. Raleigh, how goes it? Tell me how folks can look at my beautiful face. (laughs) Why would you want to watch a radio show? Well, you just would. That's why. Hi. Well, if you give me one moment, I can pull that you'll, one up. You'll pull that one up. That's over there. You're supposed to know that one by heart by now, but that's okay. When we're talking about our gardens, we always jump into spring. And, yes, at 437 Central Time, it began today. Now, that means that if your trellises are not up and you're not thinning your onions and you hadn't planted your peas, you better hurry up. It also means that Corinne is correct. She needs to be thinking whether she wants to let those Brussels sprouts go a whole lot longer in the container or whether she wants to take that space and turn it into squash or something else. All of those decisions have to be made at this time. I have one very happy parsley plant in my salad table, soon to be surrounded, I think, by bush beans because that's the space I want to use for it. It's just one of those things we have to make the decisions all the time. Um, Stevens in Corinth, he's trying to decide on the ceasefire text line. The Tomatoes from seed are about two inches tall. When should I fertilize and what do I recommend? Well, I I would like to see you fertilizing almost constantly. In other words, we need to water so that it's not got fertilizer in it maybe once a week. But the other time or so, put in a dilute solution of your favorite liquid fertilizer, something you mix in the water and water with. I like, lately, I used it all last year so that I could tell you whether I really did, I used the miracle Grow for organic. It's a, It's got a yellow label on it instead of the traditional green. It's yellow, um, and yellow and black label, I think. But it, it works. It's a good product. I have used it for now almost a year. Well, for more than a year, actually. And I found it to work very, very well. I just keep it dilute mixed and water those little seedlings with it. And they'll keep your light close to them. Make sure that they don't get stretched out. And you'll have beautiful plants to transplant in about a month in Corinth when you're ready to do that. That's terrific. Very, very good news. 
You ready for your read? Yes, please, tell us. If you are wanting to listen to the goat of all gardening, the Garden Mama, (laughs) you may listen by going to supertalk.fm forward slash listen. That's where you can watch us live online. If you want to go and watch us on demand, go ahead and click on supertalk.fm forward slash garden mama. That's where you can find us online uh, on demand. You can also listen on your Alexa devices. All you got to do to enable it is say, Alexa, enable Supertalk Mississippi skill. From there, all you have to do is say, Alexa, open Supertalk Mississippi, and it'll start playing us live right there to you. There you go. If you'd like to watch us, you may go to supertalk.fm forward slash watch. And if you've got C Spire TV, just click on Channel 70, and that's where you'll find us. Really? Wow. Yep. I don't have that. Hello, C Spire. Also, you can find us on Red. <laughs> I want them to come to my Amazon neighborhood. Fire. <laughs> yeah. I want them to come to my neighborhood. That's where my phone is, of course, and our C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. If you've not heard me tell this story before, if you have, I apologize, but I have been with C Spire since it was the previous company because uh, they delivered the first cell phone that I had to me on the set of My Dog Skip in the late 90s. <laughs> I, I was suddenly away from home for 14 hours at a time. My kids needed to call me, so I had to get in touch with them. And they've been sweet ever since. So. Fun fact, My Dog Skip is my dad's all-time favorite movie. Is it really? It's mm-hmm. a great movie. I, I mean, not just because I worked on it, but I didn't hurt it. <laughs> just what uh, We who work in the state-tan world truly do want to carry the production forward, but we really don't want to mess it up. So you, people get blamed for different things in this world. Let's see now. Um, Scott's in Soso and is, what are my thoughts on clumping bamboo for a privacy fence? I think it's a great idea. Clumping bamboo is a very specific and different thing, of course, from running bamboo. And so I, I think clumping bamboo, oftentimes those clumps are going to be as big around as a banana clump would be, for example. So make sure that you've got the space for it, because even in a clump, bamboo is still a, usually a big plant. Not every species, but most of them are still very big plants. Okay? I do like that, though. Um, bamboo is so beautiful and has such a light quality to it. There are... They're bamboos of all sorts. We're just so kind of ruined by the one that runs over all of our other plants that we don't have as great an appreciation as we should have. As we should have. Oh, very cute, very cute puppy. Lovely, lovely. Thank you very much. That's sweet, Ken, in Fernwood. Um, let's see. Boxwood needs to be trimmed, fills in Long Beach. How much can be done at one time? Don't take more than about a quarter off of that at a time. And here's why. Boxwood is not a fast grower. If it is too big, it's been there for a little while. And it can be set back. Uh, not every woody plant has that problem. Many woody plants, you cut them back, then they just keep growing. You know, they come right back. But boxwood can be damaged by over enthusiastic pruning. So take off about a quarter of it at, in one year. Now, it's not going to grow back that whole quarter of its height, so next year at the same time you can take it down another quarter, and eventually it'll be the size that you want it to be. I do like boxwood, I have to say. Oh, Mary, that's beautiful. Mary has a pineapple plant set in that pineapple. How sweet is that? You know, we always talk about uh, fun projects to do, and certainly that's one of them is starting up those 
sweet things, you know, <laughs> starting up those sweet things. Um, the spacing on that bamboo, Scott, is going to depend on which variety it is. So the one that you have in mind will probably tell you how wide it's going to be or how big the clump can be expected to get. And in that case, plant them that far apart and 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 maybe maybe a little less understanding that you may at some point have to come in and you want the privacy fence to grow quickly. So at some point you may have to come in and take some of it out. He texted us back right there. He said it's approximately 70 feet. Yeah, but the plant the plant that he's choosing is the one I don't know. So um, it, it's okay. You just need to know what kind of bam, which clumping bamboo it is because some of them are going to have a clump four feet across and some of them are going to have a clump two feet across. And it would make a difference as to which one you're going to plant. Anna's in Oxford. What's going on this morning, man? What? Tell me about your garden today. Oh, you're talking to me? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's uh, it's only uh, like 50, 52 degrees, and we you know we had a lot of rain, so yeah. I'm really not doing too much right now. Um, uh, I I did put some poppies in when it was warm, and they were coming up nicely. Then it turned cold, so I covered them up. Got mm-hmm. peonies coming up, and everything's oh, just good, fine. Good. But but I you were talking about sheep and goats earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it was kind of interesting. When I was a little girl, my we didn't have a car, but my uncle did, and he used to take my sister and myself for uh, rides um, in the, on the Southern Downs. And you know, England is famous for its sheep. Well, it was. I don't know if it still is. And um, and I always just say, how come they can stand on the hill? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. And he, in all seriousness, said, oh, that that's because they breed sheep with legs longer on one side than the other. <laughs> said, well, okay, how about the other ones are facing the other way? Well, he said they breed them. Two different types. The things we so tell children. On the, on the hill. The things we tell children. Goodness gracious. <laughs> and and I, I believed it. <laughs> For about a minute, and then you oh, figured it that's out. that's funny. <laughs> now, secondly, on another note, um, I've got a mulberry tree in back. Um, I have a, a, a hate relationship with mulberry trees, so um, I'm not e- eager to have this one. Um, but... It's dropping twigs. Every time I go out and deal with the, whatever the dogs are left behind, I'm picking up these little twigs. And we're talking little twigs. Yeah. And some of them land point down, mm. well, the, the cut side down, and the damn things start to grow. Is this a <laughs> yeah. way of the mulberry tree to uh, take over the space? It sounds to me like it's a very effective method of self-propagation. Yeah. Um, I have had a couple of times when I really felt like, the reason I had so many oak trees coming up in everywhere, it was because my squirrels were not as efficient as they should be in burying their acorns, you know. Yes. <laughs> but there are things that cause that tree to be propagated, and in this case, gravity is working in the tree's benefit, but not yours. Yeah. Well, how, how come um, it, it's losing these twigs? Is it something to do with the frost? It looks probably. Like I mean, there's a lot of these twigs. Yeah, unless they have been sliced off, like the, that you could see that it was a leaf cutter beetle or something like that. That the, if it's real random, the chances are good it's just yeah. cold damage and that there's shedding. Yeah, uh, leaf cutting beetles. That'd be kind of early. And You'd be really early for them. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I'm not I, saying it's impossible. Kind of, I'm not saying it's not possible. Interesting but. observation of these these trees are determined to survive because I keep cutting it back whenever I can reach it. <laughs> yes, yes. And one of the things we're all going to see, of course, are more and more 
of plants blooming just abundantly following all this cold weather. Oh, oh And yes. sometimes that's because they're about to croak, and sometimes it's just because they got the cold weather they finally needed to be able to bloom. I will say... My my five tulips that made it lasted for more than a week because the weather was cold enough. Of course, as soon as it got to be 80 degrees in central Mississippi, they collapsed. But, well, that's what happened you know, to my not daffodils. Usually daffodils um, around here last quite a long time, but we had the 80 degrees. That sudden warm-up. And then up. we had the cold, yeah. and then, you know, bingo, they're all gone. But I must tell you about my mulberry tree. In Chicago, we had a mulberry tree which overlooked the back kitchen door steps and our next door neighbor was from transylvania and every spring or oh, when the when the mulbers were out mm-hmm. he'd phone me up and say ms Hara, ms Hara, the mulberry tree is blue is as berries the raccoons are in the mulberry tree please warn your children <laughs> <laughs> and those mulberries that. were everywhere well, yeah. I mean, oh, filthy things. <laughs> I can see why you don't like the tree so much. Now, I have to tell you, <laughs> it is them. one of it is one of the most prized uh, wildlife habitat trees that we have in the in the deep south because oh, it yeah. do, because it does all that. Too. You know what I mean? Because it does all that. You know, because <laughs> it's such a mess. We like yes, it. It's a real mess. <laughs> Thanks, Anna. Bye-bye. I have a friend that has one over a driveway, and um, he has complained about it, I think, his whole life. because it, It does make a bit of a mess. But there's just something absolutely magnificent about a tree that tries to plant itself. I like that. Let's stay on the phones with Ronnie in Sumrall. Hey, Ronnie, what's going on? Wisteria today, huh? Yes. Excuse me. I'm about to give up on it. Uh-oh. Uh, well, I've had it for... I've called you about this a couple of times. I've had it for probably 30-plus years. And in all of that time, once, just once, maybe about 15 years ago, it put on a few little flowers. Now, I talked to the county agent back in the winter. I called you about it back in the winter. And uh, both of you advised me the same thing. Just trim it back and then put some fertilize on there you know i put like a zero twenty six zero on there mm-hmm. and so i did i thought okay this is it not a single bloom on it this year and it's starting to leave already you know putting some leaves on mm-hmm. so uh i know once the leaves start coming on in the how much no sun is, is it in sun how much sun it, it, yeah it's getting plenty of wide open sun okay and when you pruned it, you pruned the little short pieces off the canes? I mean, you pruned them down to two inches along that cane? Yeah, I, I okay. cut the thing. It's huge. Well, I cut, it, then I I'm cut go- it in half. Okay, well, what I'm saying is that along each of the canes that you want to bloom, there are side branches coming off. And those wow. side branches are what we talked about cutting. So if you cut those this year and you fertilize that tree, I'm going to leave it be until next year and hope for some flowers. There are sometimes plants that simply do not bloom, and that is absolutely the truth. But the good news is they're few and far between. So since you're in uh, sun, do do water it this summer if you happen to have a dry month, because okay. that that can affect flower buds on everything. But um, I'm just sorry it hadn't produced. Yeah, my, I, that was going to be my next question. Are there possibly plants that just won't bloom. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Like anything else, there's there's occasionally one that just won't do. 
Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it till next year. I'd rather have something there pretty. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's been there so long, and I don't want to just. I know. Hate to give up on it. You hate to give yeah. up on it. Well, I wouldn't but do any more pruning now since you've trimmed the sidebar sidebars on it. Next year, they should bloom. Yeah. We'll hope I mean, for the best. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Ronnie. Say hi to everybody in Sumrall for me. I do love Sumrall. That's a, I, I miss being there. Saw Mike Keith yesterday. Y'all remember Mike? And uh, we were talking about how much we we miss being in the in the spring, seeing each other, having a chance to hang out with him and Renee and whatnot. Nice, nice part of the world. And we we shall be there again. By then, they'll probably have twelve grandchildren. It'll be even more fun. Now, listen. People talk about what in the world, how do you make a choice? You know, sometimes we make choices and you just never look back. You, you, you know, you decided to have a hamburger for breakfast or whatever it is. You know, you just never look back. But sometimes, according to this study from the University at Buffalo, we've got to understand that the quick choice isn't always the best one necessarily. And what they were studying, of course, was I don't know that it was Netflix, but some streaming service with more than 4,000 titles. And how do you get to the ones that are going to mean anything to you? Are you more likely to sift through things, or are you more likely to just pick one and go? Well, those who only search for a moment are, are satisficers, and the other people, like me, are maximizers. That is to say, we spend half our time that we could have been looking at something looking for something. That's exactly how I am. It's a, I'll spend 20, 30 minutes trying to find something to watch and realize I could have just already watched a complete episode. Even if it was one I didn't want to see, I would have yeah. already seen it by now at least. <laughs> so that's the question is, what's better? Which way? To, which should we do? And in fact, sometimes we're making that choice simply to get the choice made. And other times we're hesitant because we think we're going to make the wrong choice. But trying to figure out the, the rapidity with which we make it can actually be our brains trying to keep us from having to make too many choices because we make so many all the time. When it comes to things like entertainment, when it comes to things like what plants do I want to buy? You know, when you're looking at a whole world full of beautiful plants, what do you actually want to put, to get in there with? And the question is sometimes, is it the quick choice or is it the ponderous one? Ah, we've got, there's a good argument to be made on both sides of it. If you don't decide, then it becomes 10 o'clock and you still haven't made the decision about whether you're going to have a cup of tea with that movie or whether you need a snack or whether the whole thing is going to last too long and you need to go to sleep. You know, you have all the other decisions that go along with the decision that you've just made. I hope that you're having a little bit of that decision anxiety when you select your plants, simply because I want you to pick plants that are going to grow where you want them to grow, that you know how to take care of or can learn, and ones that are actually going to be pleasing when you go to all this trouble. That's the decisions I want you to make, and that's why I'm here. I'm Garden Mama. This is Weekend Gardening. Turn your radio on, turn your radio on, turn your radio on. Some morning we shall meet them over on the Hallelujah Show. Get in touch with God. Turn your radio on, turn your radio on, turn your radio on, and listen to the music in the air. Turn your radio on, turn your radio on, heaven's glory, share, glory, share. Turn your lights down low, turn your lights down low, and listen to the Master's radio. 
touch with God. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. In response to COVID-19, Pine Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services is offering telehealth services. During this time, health and safety are important, which is why they've expanded their offerings to include telehealth services for children, adolescents, and adults. They have outpatient teletherapy sessions available, and Pine Grove also expanded its telehealth services to include its intensive outpatient program, drug treatment program. Also, all Pine Grove Evaluation Center services are available via telehealth. Patients may call Pine Grove's National Service Center at 888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com. Confidence, peace of mind, a way forward. During tough times, these are the things we all want. And with the personalized help of a Trustmark relationship manager, it's something we can find together. That's why Trustmark is standing by business owners. No matter what challenges you may be facing, we are here with a suite of financial services to help you find a path forward. Learn more at Trustmark.com slash business. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at The Range in Gluckstadt. This month, we'll be celebrating the anniversary of our first year in business. My wife, Jane, never misses a chance to remind me how bad my timing was to open a retail gun store right at the start of a global pandemic. But thanks to many of you, we've had a great year. Plus, we've made a lot of new friends. We have ammo arriving daily, and you will find our prices to be the lowest in the area. We'll be offering specials all month to celebrate me proving my wife wrong. So I hope you'll come see us. Step into spring and get your planting started at the Garden Extravaganza. Join us March 19 to the 21st at the new Trademart in Jackson. Shop garden, patio, and outdoor at one location. Garden centers, outdoor decor and accessories, landscapers, and so much more. Masks required, lots of space for social distancing and hand sanitizing stations. Follow Garden Extravaganza on Facebook today and get ready to shop till you drop. Friday, March 19, Saturday, March 20, and Sunday, March 21st at the Trademart in Jackson. It's a madness sale. We're back on the lot. The deals are astounding. Really? Stop the noise. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. It's what they're all about. Come see Steve Owen and the friendly staff and find a quality pre-owned vehicle with financing available and a warranty. Pinnacle Motors on Highway 463 in Brandon at the corner of Baker Lane and Vine Street. Online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. This is Jack Hoffman. For nearly 31 years, Tico's Steakhouse has been a staple of fine dining in Jackson, Mississippi. Dad has long since desired for me to come work alongside him. And now that I'm here, I would like to invite you to come experience our family tradition of our hospitality, sizzling steaks, and healthy port beverages. Our dining rooms are open and we are taking reservations. Our private rooms are also available along with takeout. Call today or stop in to experience Tico's in the second generation. Tico's Steakhouse, East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. Have you been dreaming of that perfect outdoor kitchen or entertainment space? What about that perfect sunroom? G3 Services can make that dream come true. Whether it's a man cave or she shed, G3 is the answer. Owner Derek Gentry and his crew will work hard to install your fence, deck, patio, or even build you a barn. G3 is a trusted outdoor living space contractor. You can find G3 Services on Facebook and Angie's List. Call them today or email Derek at dgentry01 at gmail.com. Are you turning 65? Humana can provide answers to your Medicare questions, including what are my Medicare plan options? Which Medicare plan is right for me? And how do I choose a Medicare plan? Listening, learning, and providing whole health support that meets you where you are. 
That's what we call human care. To learn more, call 601-605-5130 to speak to your local Humana sales agent. here on Weekend Gardening. What can you measure with 12 high-speed cameras, six pressure plates, and 2,176 microphones? Hmm? Why would you want to, right? (laughs) What can you measure? Well, the Eindhoven University of Technology is letting us know that they used all that stuff to measure hummingbird flight. How they hum. I guessed butterflies. Something to well, do you were getting close. You were getting close. But what they were trying to do um, is to figure out that that literally they're trying to get to the in insect wing motion in some ways. But the whole point is to try and make fans and drones run more quietly. Now, this may sound a little bit crazy to you. It sounded a little crazy to me, but I thought it was interesting. Stanford University, all these other places have been putting this together. They are it, the the wing actually generates that hum when it is beating at forty beats per second. All right. So they literally put all this equipment together, and they discovered that in fact they generate sound m- much like. The simpler wings of insects do, but in ways that are a little more subtle and, in fact, sometimes a little bit louder uh, in that case. They measured the precise origin of the sound uh, by the flapping animal, flapping wings, flying, flying animal stuff. And I love this. It, uh, this. The whole sound, the reason we hear that delightful hum is the difference in the pressure between the top side and the underside of the wings. Just really fascinating stuff. As they move, they are the difference in them is what creates that sound. The hummingbird wing is strongly upward, and so it's different. And that that that's what made them want to study it because it has a different action than other insect wings. Pretty nifty. Um, we all understand that mosquitoes whine and bees buzz, but uh, hummingbirds do indeed hum. And now we know how they do it. Kind of a cool thing, too, just to watch them doing that. Um, in case you didn't know, the Anna hummingbird, Anna's hummingbird is the one that's the most popular there around Stanford, so that's the one they studied. Surprise, they didn't go to a tropical forest somewhere looking for birds to study. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> have you ever felt like you were going in circles? This is just one of the stories that you would have been teased by if you had... Been a if you are a subscriber to the All Things Garden Mama Weekly, you would already be wondering why in the world am I interested in this and why in the world does it work? Well, it's fascinating. We all feel sometimes like we're going in circles and not getting anywhere. But thank goodness we can now see how marine animals move. And in fact, 
in, in the journal iScience, um, the, the biggest creatures in, in anything are the megafauna. And in this case, it's whales and sharks and penguins and sea turtles. All right. So they're trying to understand. We, we've never until now really been able to follow them in the way that we can um, between you know, between little clips on their ears and satellite technology and all the other things that our monitoring can allow us to do, we have now confused our own scientists. And I just love this. Um, the, the, folk, the fellow writing for Cell Press says that he doubted what he was seeing because it didn't make any sense. These are mysterious circling behaviors. They swim forward, but they swim in a circle as they're moving forward. And it's not exactly a propeller motion. It's not necessarily fast. But really, we don't understand why green sea turtles and sharks and penguins and all of these marine mammals swim in circles. I kind of think it makes sense that you would reach out and go a little bit, and then you'd come back and rest a little bit. Not rest, but, you know, you'd, you'd take your circle and move back toward where you had been for familiarity sight. And then continue going. Maybe it's a way of navigating. Um, maybe it's a better way of things like echolocation. But this is really nifty stuff. Um, they, they realized that various ones of them are actually going in more or less the same circles. So when you feel like you've been going in the same circle trying to figure something out or trying to get somewhere, you may actually be making movement in that direction just might be a little subtler than you thought. You don't know why they do this. We don't understand it because swimming in a straight line is physically the best way to get from A to B. But I'm telling you, my thought is that that's not the whole point. Efficiency is not the issue here. I don't think it's necessarily necessarily tourism either. But I do think that there's probably something in the familiarization or the, the internal radar of that creature that allows us. Um, interestingly enough, the homing turtles, the, tur- the turtles that, that come back to the same place each year, they, they're really fascinated by the fact that they circle the behavior at seemingly navigationally important locations. So I think they're imprinting. I think they're leaving a message for other turtles that come through there. Lots of things like this. They're all going to be studying it. Um, If you happen to be a marine biologist and you are, in fact, studying this, I'll give you the most attention you've ever had by anybody on the radio because I think that would be a fascinating thing to learn more about. Another story uh, coming to us from North Carolina State has been really interesting. And when you're we're talking about setting up wildlife habitat. We always talk about putting a flat rock next to the water feature, you know, for the butterflies to land on, the dragonflies to land on. Well, the folks there in um, North Carolina working with the state's Department of Applied Ecology is really figuring this out. When it comes to stream insects, they're not there for this. They're working on restored areas where they're putting back um, the restoration of streams and restoration of waterways in North Carolina has always been, uh, well, not always, but for the last 20 years or so, been a very important part of their ecology. Part of it has been from um, the after effects of different things that have happened in, in different ways of development, all the way from mining to farming to everything else that they do there. But trying to put those streams back together has really been interesting. They found that if the rocks are unstable, 
um, that 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 really reduces the number of creatures. Less less suitable egg laying habitat means that fewer of the adults can be there, but it also means fewer larvae. Uh, when those flat surfaces are not available, there's nowhere for these things to happen. So you end up with a lot of insects laying eggs, as they say here, on that one good rock, literally putting all of their eggs into one basket because the rocks are supposed to roll. That's part of the propagation of the species. But it's not supposed to all happen that way because we're trying to build the stream's population in many places. Interesting. Don't forget to put a flat rock when you're putting in a wildlife habitat and working on a water feature. You'll be glad you did, and they'll be even gladder than you. Wisteria, of course, is uh, the white wisteria, brother, is, is not as vigorous as the purple, but the purple wisteria that is the Asian wisteria has a, it has, was imported here, of course, and has not necessarily become invasive. It is in some places considered an invader, but it is for the most part um, just a very vigorous vine that can take over things you don't want it to take. So the the American wisteria is a beautiful vine that I encourage you to look at because it is different. It does a slightly different flower, but it's still purple and it's still springtime. If you're determined to have purple, don't forget about purple clematis. Don't forget about chocolate vine, which is akebia, which is a purple flower. Um, there, you know, there are a lot of purple flowers, so don't don't be stuck too long on one that you're not having good success with. Okay. Oh, if you're choosing what to plant in the ground and what to plant in a container to get it started, you may remember a conversation here about corn and how much sense that made for people to start it a little sooner in a peat cup because you can plant the whole peat cup, all right? But when it comes to vines, particularly annual vines, things like cypress vine and and plants like that, you're going to find that they really will do better on morning glory moonflower, scarlet runner beans, all of these are going to do much better if they're planted in place. So you may want to go ahead and set your trellis up or hang your strings if you're hanging them out the window uh, to grow a vine for some shade. But remember that you need to have it be slightly warmer maybe than it is today at your house to uh, to plant those vine seeds. I'm particularly fond of Mina Lobata. Um, which is exotic love. It's also in the Ipomea family, and it's not difficult to grow, but it just has a particularly magnificent flower on it. So if you're looking for a different one, one that's a little different from the neighbor's uh, morning glories, you probably want to go some other direction, and Mina Lobata might be the one to do. If you have not um, dug up and divided your perennials that bloomed last fall, this is going to be a really good time to do that. If you have got things that you need to spread around, for example, you may have chrysanthemums that are crowded. Um, you may have even things like coneflowers that have just gotten too crowded and you worry that they're not going to bloom. Mine are already growing and I would not want to mess with them right now. But a lot of places, for example, Zone 8A and Zone 7B, lots of people there are barely even seeing any motion in their perennial beds and you can still do that digging and dividing now without a problem i do want to tell you that if you're doing either of those things this is really the time to remember to water in with preferably a vermiculture preferably a a worm tea 
or a compost tea of some sort, it's going to make a big difference in the way those plants respond to being in ground and getting started for you. They'll take off better if you can give them a little boost at the very beginning of their growing season, which, of course, is now just about. Now, University of California has studied something that I'm fascinated by um, because it goes directly to a word that I learned doesn't exist in nature, in, in horticulture, and that is eradication. Okay? You go out and tell, tell somebody you want to eradicate the dollar weed in your yard, I'm going to laugh at you. You say, tell somebody you're going to eradicate the fire ants, I'm going to laugh at you. And that's because I know, just like you know, eradication, getting rid of every single one of them is neither possible nor is it actually desirable. In this particular study, um, they were trying to get rid of European green crabs, imported creatures, not a a friend, you know, not not a friend, but uh, an, an opportunity for functional eradication as a term. The... Unfortunate effect of this was that the crabs increased by 30 times after 90% of them had been taken out. So basically, all they did was to increase their propagation rate by taking out 90% of the population. It really did not work. And, of course, we have to functional functional eradication is what we're looking for, the ability to stay ahead of the problem in a sustainable way that we can keep going and keep doing it and keep going. Um, worm tea in the answer, Ken, is vermico- vermicompost. Vermi is, of course, vermiculture is worm culture. And um, vermicompost tea is a tea made from vermicompost, from the worm compost. If you the you're in Jackson, you can go um, down to the farmers market this morning. I'll bet you, and run into my friends from Wormworks. They do this on a big scale, big time, all the time. Great products, really nice people too. So go see them. They'll they'll be happy to tell you, show you, and uh, teach you all about worm tea, among many other delightful uses for their product. I have to tell you the the thing about working in any kind of compost is that you got to remember what's in that compost. And so that's why I loved hearing that our our caller was using Russell in Summerall was using 020 some 020. All he was trying to do was to get some phosphorus to the, that wisteria to make it bloom. Doesn't need any more nitrogen. It's got plenty of leaves, got plenty of vine, you know. <laughs> lots lots of that. That's plenty. Fun stuff. Um, let's see. Oh, I don't know who this is. Ray and Clinton. Hey, Ray and Clinton. Um, looking for vines that would attract the hummingbirds. Red flower we were going to try to remember. Probably coral honeysuckle. Coral honeysuckle is red tubular plant. It's a party vine. Um, almost evergreen and does a magnificent job of attracting hummingbirds. You all have had visits here with um, our bird man, with, with Ken Hackman. And years ago, he had a literally a column, coral, coral honeysuckle column that was about four feet across and 10 feet tall, surrounded by hummingbirds. It was beautiful. Grew it on a, a piece of chicken wire. Big old trellis. Anyway, this, that, and the other thing. More to talk about. More to come. What vine are you growing? This is Weekend Gardening. Hey, baby, don't you want to 
feel like you are in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators assure you will always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking. Hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Propane, clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com today. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. This hour of weekend gardening is brought to you locally in part by the Tractor Store, your Mahindra dealer on Highway 49 South in Richland. The Tractor Store is proud to sell Mahindra, the world's number one tractor. The Tractor Store, your farm and lawn equipment destination. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It It was was actually EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions, like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, Could Could I I have have EPI? EPI? Sponsored by AbbVie. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden. Now is the time to get yourself to Lakeland Yard and Garden for the largest selection of patio furniture, outdoor-indoor living areas, umbrellas, replacement cushions, and beautiful fountains and stepping stones. You'll even find Komodo Joe grills and collegiate gift items. The expert staff members at Lakeland Yard and Garden will be happy to guide you through their large nursery stock of bedding plants, perennials, tropicals, and more. While you're there, be sure to get your topsoil or mulch sold by the bag or in bulk. Lakeland Yard and Garden even offers local delivery. Lakeland Yard and Garden, growing your way and serving you for over 40 years. Stop by or call today, located at Lakeland Drive and Airport Road, 601-939-7304, online at lakelandyardandgarden.com. 
Listen to your garden mama now. It's Lakeland Yard and Garden Center for all your gardening needs and a whole lot more. sure wish I could play guitar. I'm so bad. <laughs> you and me both. We need to get Buddy in here. <laughs> He's the man. He does He does a good, good, good job. Listen now, if you need to get in touch with me, your garden mama during the week, mamaonair at yahoo.com is the way to do it. And I look forward to hearing from you there. Um, always appreciate folks who come on and join me on patreon.com slash garden mama to give me the opportunity to continue doing what I do with your support. I appreciate that. Um, we will be doing the community Zoom next week. The private Zooms with the uh, big donors are starting this weekend. I'm very happy to say I look forward to seeing their gardens. Um, at least one of them is in my old hometown, so that's going to be fun. Don't forget, coming up on April 10th, I will be at Buds and Blooms at 1 o'clock. Gary Bachman at 11 there. And um, then, um, of course, next week I hope we're going to hear more about April 12th to the 14th, the Garden Club of Jackson's event called Art, Soul, and Bloom. Going to be magnificent. Wonderful, wonderful opportunity to support a great cause and also uh, have an opportunity to see some, learn some stuff, see some things you hadn't seen before. The uh, Master Gardeners, of course, in the metro area coming up on April 24th. So everybody's got stuff going on. You can send those events to me um, as well. Mama on air at yahoo.com. I try and keep up with everything. But, you know, if I miss it, you can always call the show and I'll let you promote it here. I'm happy to do that. There is a great trend going on. I have our friend Randall Schultz to thank for this. He sends a great newsletter to us garden types, garden writer types um, each month. The the house plants that we've all considered as house plants, which are basically tropical foliage plants, if you look at it in a bigger thing, you know, there's, some of them are bloomers, but some of them are not. The trend of adding house plants indoors is huge amongst y'all millennials. This is, um, well, plant parenthood. That's right. The good news is that. The more folks we can get to grow plants, the more folks we can get to be conscious of, in fact, what's going on around them, the cleaner the air will be inside of our homes, and frankly, the better environment it is. There's nothing like a couple of really nice house plants, things you don't even have to put outside all summer, but you can put them on the porch if you want to, but house house plants makes a really beautiful place to soften up the environment. Get all, a bonsai. All those sharp edges. He's determined to take up bonsai, y'all. Look out. <laughs> you, the next few weeks, you're going to hear from people. They're going to say, oh, yeah, this is what I did or this is what I didn't do. <laughs> I'm already eyeing one on Brussels right now. Well, I'm telling you, Brussels bonsai, it, worldwide, they're known everywhere. And they are some of the best best explanations in their, their, their articles, but also the best step-by-step what you're trying to do and how you're trying to do it is just right there in front of you. They're really super. They've got it all. Super folks. Guess what else is a hot trend in gardening, as if you didn't know? Cordless electric power tools. My favorite. <laughs> Long cords are important, but I'm tired of them. I like, that. I like being able to charge up that battery and run that drill if I want to. Even saws, you know. And I know some of y'all have got spiffy lawns that can be mowed by the automatic mowers that are also battery charged. 
my, my lawn is not that good. My lawn would be a bit of a challenge for them. But the good news is that even us baby baby boomers are looking for a sustainable way to mow the yard, and in that case, oftentimes it involves a battery-operated tool. I like that. I think that's real smart. I did not um, – I, I seldom have anything bad to say about pigs, but I do know that wild pigs are a problem in many places because they are destructive. Well, guess what? Somebody's always got to prove it wrong anytime you make some kind of presumption. University of Queensland, yes, Australia, is showing us that wild pigs can actually support higher diversity ecosystems. Um, they're, they're not just a pain in the you-know-what. They actually do a bit of good because guess what they do? They build nests when they're about to have their piglets that are hundreds of little tree seedlings, and they do this, generally speaking, on flat, dry sites. Okay, so they, they build their, their nest, and inadvertently, they are indeed re- reducing the abundance of that locally dominant tree species, but usually not the rarer local species. So in other words, there's some trees that just come up everywhere, and those are the ones that generally get turned into the nest, so there's fewer of them, which gives room for the ones that the trees that don't come up as readily, that there are not as many of, that lead to the diversity of that particular area can make a big difference. This is work this work was being done in a Malaysian rainforest, which just like everywhere else, is subject to that too many of one thing, just like we see in the West Coast now, you know, spruce beetles and whatnot take out an entire mountainside, which leads to mudslides, which leads to problems literally downhill from the bugs. Okay? So we're trying to make sure that we understand how these things happen. The the Impacts may not be the same in Australia, but the folks there in Queensland are studying them because they want to make sure that if it is the same, they'll know what not to destroy. Okay, we need to take we need to take care of the destructive pigs, but we also need to take care of ourselves and make sure we're putting them to our benefit. Um, The particular let's see, I'm looking at a an image of hummingbird plants. And um, I can't tell you. Okay, I think this is in Mooreville, maybe. All right. Probably the Hamelia Patens. um, Hamelia Patens is not reliably hardy outside of Zone 8B. All right. In other words, the lower half of Mississippi, the lower half of Alabama, the two-thirds of the lower part of um, of Louisiana, for example. But um, I don't know if it's going to come back. You just have to wait and see. This one is, it would, you would expect it to die back. You would expect it to drop its leaves and, and be perennial or, or be leafless. It may or may not be perennial. It may or may not be able to come back. This was a pretty rough one um, on 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 everybody's plants, but particularly on things that are marginal. I'll be interested to hear um, if the oleanders, for example, in Corinth come back up. They they probably will, the bottle brushes in Winona. They probably will, but we just have to wait and see what we find out about because we don't know yet. A new study led by the San Diego Zoo Global Scientist, folks, is uh, 
letting us know this is this shows you how little we know about forest elephants. I don't think I could have told you that that was the third type of elephant, but limited um these are this is limited food, smaller family units they just do very different activities and maintain themselves differently than the other elephant species. They've been published in um, animal behavior last year or the end of last year and the the species is under big threat so they this is the central african elephants they spend their time between dense forests and clearings in the forests they live in very small family groups sometimes just the mother and her offspring the older elephants in this particular case don't really work in the way that the savannah elephants do. We've all seen them um, gathering together and, and forming elder groups around smaller groups, around the smaller family groups. But this is not necessarily, you know, dense forest doesn't necessarily let you do that. But it's fascinating work. Forest elephant populations have declined severely, and this particular bit of work that they're doing, they're hoping we'll be able to understand the social patterns a little better and maybe be able to take care of them a little better. And that's all of our goal, isn't it? A better garden this year, a better habitat, a better experience in 2021 than it was in 2020. I'm looking for that. I hope you are, too. Thank you very much, Raleigh. Come see me this week, y'all. Mama on air at yahoo.com. I'll be right there. And next week, I'll be right here with more Weekend Gardening. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of TeleSouth Communication. shoppers will tell you they found it on highbid.com. Highbid.com lets you explore thousands of auctions across the U.S. and around the world. You'll find gold coins, sporting goods, classic cars, collectible toys, fine jewelry, household items, and sports memorabilia autographed by the greats. Highbid.com has hundreds of thousands of items for sale every day. It's easy to search and easy to find auctions in your area. Just go to highbid.com. That's H-I-B-I-D.com and see what everyone is talking about. The Mississippi Office of Homeland Security wants to remind you that public safety is everyone's responsibility. To help Mississippians take part in securing their communities, our office has created a C-Send app for smartphones that can send suspicious activity tips straight to the Mississippi Fusion Center. Download it for free from your app store today by searching C-Send. You can also report suspicious activity by phone to 888-4-SAFE-MS or 601-933-7200. Online reporting available at homelandsecurity.ms.gov. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. 
Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.